Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now, an author and China expert. And I'll tell you, folks, this is a guy that we really need to hear from because there's so much going on with China right now. And we almost need an expert. And fortunately, we have one to kind of wade us through these waters. He wrote the book, The Great U.S.-China Tech War, which is available everywhere books are sold. Please join me in welcoming Gordon Chang to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Let me tell you just a little about uh, Gordon um, he, his previous books are Nuclear Showdown, North Korea Takes on the World, and The Coming Collapse of China, both from Random House. Jang lived and worked in China and Hong Kong for almost two decades, most recently in Shanghai as counsel to the American law firm Paul Weiss, and earlier in Hong Kong as partner in the international law firm of Baker McKenzie. Uh, his writings on China and North Korea have appeared everywhere. The New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, uh, National Review, Barron's Daily Beast. He's a columnist at Newsweek. He writes regularly for The Hill. Uh, you name it, he's spoken there, uh, and he's given briefings at the National Intelligence Council, CIA, State Department, Pentagon. You get my drift. This is a man who not only knows of what he speaks, but uh, he has walked the walk. So, Gordon, it's great to have you uh, on the show uh, but, Gordon, i got to tell you, never has China, in my layperson's mind, appeared to be more poised to be in a position of international power than it appears to be now. Am I, am I right or wrong there? I think you're certainly right, Judge. There's a couple of issues here. First of all, China is very assertive and aggressive right now. Uh, Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, has grand ambitions to rule not just all of planet Earth, but also the near parts of the solar system. But the other part of the equation, Judge, is that we have an administration in Washington that is not willing to use American power to protect American interests in the way that it should. You put those two things together, and it means that China is more of a threat to peace than it's been in our lifetimes. Well, the the interesting part of all this is when, you know, you 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 talked about uh, on this planet. But now we're hearing about China is focused on interterrestrial stuff. What what are they what are they talking about now? Uh, They're talking about the moon and Mars as sovereign Chinese territory. Chinese officials since about 2018 have been discussing the solar system in those terms, which means that if they get to the moon um, before we do, and if they are able to establish themselves there, they will try to exclude us from going there. And this is not just some sort of speculation. This is what Chinese officials themselves say. So right now, you know, we have uh, Bill Nelson, the NASA administrator, who, you know, a year ago was talking about cooperation with China in space, now is sounding the warning that China will try to exclude others from space. That is amazing. And how, 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 do they, how do they monitor that? I mean, if they think that they can own the moon or own Mars, I mean, do they police it? Do they... Do they fight with other powers and say you can't come here? I mean, how do they establish some kind of barrier to other nations trying to establish some kind of connection to these other planets? There are a number of ways they can do that, Judge. First of all, they can put military assets on the moon and Mars. They can also um, control the points in space, um, the Granian points, um, which um, are 
incredibly strategic. And of course, they can destroy our assets in low Earth orbit. So they do all of those things. It would prevent us from being able to go to the moon. And even if we were able to get there, we'd have to fight to be able to stay there. That is amazing. Uh, I'll tell you, they have some sense of themselves. Let's go back to uh, planet Earth right now. Uh, and, and maybe you can explain to me what is going on with the Biden administration. And, and I don't even want to be political right here in, in response to this question. But I need to understand with respect to the Biden administration going into the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, taking out barrels of oil and then releasing them, those barrels of oil, my understanding is they're going to China or China is buying them. Uh, explain how that works to the layperson. Well, there's a global market for oil. So when the Biden administration releases oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, it goes onto the market. And market participants can do what they want with it. And, of course, as we have learned, some of it has been shipped to Europe, um, which isn't a good thing for us. But at least Europe is our friends. Um, But uh, some of this oil has actually been shipped to China, which is an adversary. And to make all of this worse, Judge, you have, uh, for instance, um, at this point, uh, Biden talking about how we're at war. That was um, wartime. He mentioned that in a tweet about a week ago. Well, if we're in a wartime, then we shouldn't be taking oil out of the reserve in order to reduce oil prices, which is what he is doing. We should be saving it because we very well may need it. So there's so many things wrong with the Biden administration's move about taking oil out of the reserve. But he says he's taking oil out of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve so that he can bring down the cost of oil. And yet what he's doing is he's allowing it to be sold on the on the international market. Why do we even allow the sale on the international market? Isn't that oil our oil? Do we not have the refining capacity? We have refining capacity, um, and we don't need others to refine our oil for us, although um, our refineries are working at something like 95% capacity, um, which means that we should have invested more in refining in the run-up to this period. Um, But clearly, um, the Biden administration didn't anticipate sales of oil offshore, and they should have taken measures to ensure that that did not happen. But this is an administration that does not understand how markets work. And we've seen this not only with taking the oil out of the reserve, but also with their proposals on uh, reducing tariffs, because they think that that will end up at reducing prices to American consumers. Almost certainly it will not for various reasons. So this is an administration that doesn't understand Econ 101. All right. So let's assume this is an administration that doesn't under, understand Econ 101. All right. You got Joe Biden, who has been in Washington for 47 years before uh, he became president. He was vice president for eight years. And, uh, you know, we we if we're selling our oil that we've say that, let me let me compare it to a bank account. OK, so you have a you have a bank account and you're saving that money for when you have an emergency. So you take the money out and then you sell it on an international market um, at, at a discount and then you have to buy it back at a higher price. Isn't that the truth? Don't we then buy it after they refine it? 
over there? Isn't- well, eventually we will um, restock the petroleum reserve, and it probably will be a higher price. Um, the, the important point here, Judge, is that uh, President Trump, at very low prices, um, restocked the p- petroleum reserve. This was just good business. Um, and this administration is at a point where its business practices are, are less than um, desirable. Well, and it's also frightening because it, it, he is blaming all of these price increases on Putin. And, you know, I'm not just talking about, um, you know, inflation uh, and the economy. I'm talking about gas. And yet uh, they have the it, it doesn't seem they have any plan at all, except Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre said uh, yesterday, I think it was, she said, uh, well, the Republicans don't have a plan. And when Peter Ducey from Fox said, well, what is your plan? Her answer was the Republicans don't have a plan. I don't think they even know what their plan is at this point. But at, at the, 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 the let's talk about Hunter Biden for a second. If Hunter Biden is in a situation where, you know, he is beholding to the Chinese because they gave him billions of dollars when his father was vice president for his, you know, uh, um, was it a hedge fund or whatever, organi- you know, business uh, he had. You know, people have to wonder that whether or not Hunter Biden's business interests are in any way directing his father's business decisions as it relates to policy in this country. We have to be concerned about two aspects of that, Judge. One of them is, um, as you point out, um, Hunter Biden received an interest in Bohai Partners, an investment fund, in conditions which suggest corruption. Um, Yes, China does um, entrust money to foreigners to invest, but they entrust people who have long track records of success. And Hunter Biden uh, didn't have a track record and certainly not one of success. So um, that does make the Biden family beholden to Beijing. But the second thing is even more concerning, and that is we know by um, Hunter Biden's own admissions that he is a troubled individual. He's been on Chinese soil. If he did anything compromising there, then China's Ministry of State Security will have evidence, audio and video recordings, and those could be used for blackmail of the father. Remember, all fathers try to protect their sons. Mm-hmm. That's just a natural instinct. This one, though, would have severe uh, and critical national security implications for the United States. Well, one of the one of the issues, though, is let's let's assume that China, given the fact that they want to be, you know, the lead of this world order that Joe Biden now refers to as a liberal world order. Um, and China wants to be in charge of, you know, extraterrestrial uh, world order international. Well, I don't know how you would refer to it, but Mars and the moon. Um, is there really that much that they can blackmail Hunter with, given the fact that we've got the laptop and we've got all of this other sexual uh, lunacy uh, and crack cocaine and all this other stuff? I wonder how much they could blackmail hunter and it's it's not that i'm taking his side uh it's like how much worse can it be with hunter biden i mean how could joe you know uh, export all these millions of oil barrels know that uh, china is going to have access to that oil at a reduced price 
and maybe be beholden to China because of his son. When What else can possibly come out against his son? The Justice Department won't even prosecute him. He's under investigation. How long? For, for a long time, apparently. We haven't seen anything happen. Yeah, the laptop may not be the entire universe of what we need to know about Hunter Biden. Um, But we do know one thing, Judge, and that is that the president of the United States, when he was running um, for office, actually said um, he had never discussed Hunter Biden's business dealings uh, outside the U.S., uh, foreign business dealings. Right. Well, we know from um, the laptop, the voicemail that has now been reported by The New York Post, that uh, the father, Joe Biden, did in fact discuss this with his son, uh, his foreign business dealings. So that was an untruth. And so the question is, uh, obviously, they're trying to cover something up. You don't know the full extent of it, as you point out. But we need to be concerned because the father has now been caught in a lie. You know, Gordon Chang, the interesting thing is that Joe Biden lied uh, saying he'd never discussed his uh, his son's business uh, outside of the United States. Uh, we have uh, Tony Bobulinski, uh one of the business partners, uh, directly uh, uh, conflicting and saying, you know, he met with some of the partners from other countries. We have the voicemail that you referred to. Uh, we have pictures of Joe Biden with business partners uh, from China and from other countries as well. Uh, But the question is this. Joe Biden lied. He was caught in a lie. And yet he doesn't feel any responsibility to explain the lie. He just goes on and he seems to get away with it with an economy that's in the tank. uh, And, you know, with a an attorney general who doesn't ask for a special prosecutor for the investigation of Hunter. Uh, It's almost as though we're in the twilight zone here where nothing really matters. It's just they go on and on and the economy gets worse. And, you know, if it is worse with Hunter Biden, Gordon Chang, as you allege, um, we'll never find out. I I really don't believe that even if we did find out that it's going to matter. There's no one to prosecute this guy. Well, there are a couple things going on here. One of them is that if um, Joe Biden was a successful president, this might be a story because it would be uh, sort of uh, something that would people could grasp onto. But unfortunately, there's been one disaster after another. I mean, in the foreign area, there's been Afghanistan and Ukraine. Domestically, there's been inflation. Um, we now have had a poor COVID response. There's so many disasters that, of course, the laptop gets um, buried in the drumbeat of bad to worse news. The other thing, though, Judge, and this is just apart from from Joe Biden or anybody else, you know, presidents are able to avoid a lot of the consequences for a lot of bad news. But then there's a tipping point. There's a tipping point where the American public says, we've had enough. And this has happened, for instance, I can remember this with George W. Bush and Katrina. Um, Interesting, yes. Just a few comments which, you know, in any other time would not have been consequential, actually changed and crystallized American public opinion about uh, George W. Bush. I think the same thing is eventually going to happen to Joe Biden. Uh, Eventually, 
people will change their mind. We'll definitely know that in November. Gordon Chang, thank you so much for joining us on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Tower show. Gordon Chang, uh, we always appreciate your input. And, and to me, I must tell you, Gordon, I've known you many years. Uh, you were the final word on this stuff. And we thank you for joining us. Have a great day, Gordon. Thank you so much. And thank you, Judge Janine. I really appreciate it. Okay. And born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been honoring America's heroes ever since. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org.